Hello and welcome to this week's lovely edition of Give Pennies the Jolly Good Show. You might be thinking, gosh, these voice changed, but you'd be wrong. Lee is actually taking a day off. Ooh, his first for a very, very long time. But worry not, listeners, you are still in our very capable hands. That's me, Emma Smith. And just over there to my east is Simon Varley. Hello. I feel Hello. like I've been given the keys to a tractor <laughs> that I'm probably not supposed to be in, but I'm quite excited by it. I know. I'm ex- I feel like we're naughty kids that have stolen oh. Dad's phone. <laughs> That's a much better example. I've never, never, I don't know why I've used a tractor. I'm in a semi detached in Brighton. I'm definitely not on a, a farm anywhere. Tell us what we're doing this week, Simon. Mm. Well, I thought we'd start as ever with some good news. Um, obviously, Great North Run been cancelled at the start of this week. Uh, Not good I think, news. I think the end. No, no, I'm, I'm trying to. I'm like building up. It's like uh-huh. as an antithesis to what has happened in the world. Um, Test and trace app bit broken. Edinburgh Marathon Festival postponed. London came out with another holding statement. So as a reaction to all this, let's just talk about good things which happened this week. And then I guess the second half of the show. Uh, a bit more virtualized this that seems to be a popular segment still no one has submitted a voice message so i do implore you if you want to give us feedback head to anchor.com find the jolly good show and uh, leave us a little voice message and we'll play you you'll get to be featured on the show um and i think that pretty much is it excellent so shall we start simon you can start what have you seen this week that you like uh, i have actually seen a lot um i have got three different things i'd like to talk about so where would you like to start we can start in the world of student opportunities and go right through to just big overarching gaming which one would you like to start at let's start with student ops because that's that's our bread and butter isn't it that it is for those who don't know emma and i used to work um symbiotically i guess i used to work for a challenge event provider and emma used to be on the be what was your role at bournemouth Uh, i was the activities development manager there you go. And this ties in perfectly with what we both used to do. And I think it does deserve a plug because they've tried to be quite ambitious this year. So the Student Opportunities Festival, um, organised by Organised.fun, um, is two weeks time. It starts on the 29th and runs through to the 5th of July. Um, I speak to a lot of people all the time who sort of say, I want to get involved in the student market. Uh, I know the freshers is going to be different this year. How do we tap into that? Well, your answer is this. Um, that's where innovation is going to happen. That's where people come together. And it's always good fun. And this is the first time it's being held virtually. So head on over to organise.fun and check out the Student Ops Festival. I'll definitely be attending a few sessions. Emma, I imagine you'll be doing similar. Absolutely. And actually, Lee is a keynote speaker. Ah, I didn't even know that. I've done an accidental plug for us. They asked me to to speak and I said, no, Lee can do it. (laughs) Oh, well, they didn't ask me to speak. So actually, I'm going to take everything I I said back. Don't go check out (laughs) organise.fun. Um, there are better conferences available and find one where I'm speaking. No, I, I joke, I joke. It looks like a really cool event. Um, I'm keen to go along. I'd recommend it. But I think it just shows again that everybody and anybody is capable. And I'm not saying students are incapable because they're not. They're really capable. They're amazing and they're innovative. Um, we were all, most of us were one at some point. Um, but it just shows that you don't need loads of money. You don't need loads of resources. You can be a team of volunteers and put on something as ambitious as a small, small sort of 500 person, 50, 60 different organisation conference online. So I think that's a really cool thing, which is coming up. Nice. Shall uh, I do one? Yeah, yeah, please do. I've only really got one this week but, uh, that's that's particularly noteworthy. I've seen uh, quite a lot of cause marketing has come my way this week. 
very I've American lot phrase of, that. It Love is, it. isn't it? But I've seen a lot of a lot of uh, adverts where things are joined together. So I saw uh, Santander and Age UK are working. Their their workers who have been furloughed are volunteering for Age UK and doing video conferences with those that are lonely in their communities, which I think is really lovely because uh, loneliness is like the the biggest thing that Age UK mm. have to contend with. Um, so and it's that's... Father's Day, so it ties in very nicely with that. Yeah, it does. Well, well done. And um, and then the second thing really important to me two things that are really important to me are the environment and nail polish and uh, <laughs> nails inc have teamed up with the rainforest trust uk to create a, a like a plant powered nail polish which is vegan uh, cruelty free uh, it, it's halal friendly and it's um 21 free which is like i can't remember what they all are but there are 21 nasties that normally go into our cosmetics brands and skincare brands that um that this is 21 free so really proud of that and of course um i'm chuffed a bit because my mate vicky works over at rainforest trust uk so it's nice to see that they've um that they've that they're pairing up with somebody that i can benefit from in two ways so yeah that is very i liked nice. that one i think cause marketing has changed quite a lot in the last five years. I remember when I was trying to, I guess, sell sell the company that I was in at the time about six years ago as a cause marketing agency, there was quite a lot of negativity. I remember going into meetings and people were like, oh, we don't want to be seen as pink splashing, I think was a phrase at the time, which is effectively, I think it was called that, I could be completely wrong, which is effectively aligning brands with causes purely to drive more profits to the brand. Yeah. Which is obviously one of the, the great benefits of cause marketing, social enterprises and sort of, brand partnerships um, but I'm glad to see that conversation now turn around to actually people seeing the immense benefits of um, private companies working with not-for-profits and good causes yeah well this I think it's um, it's mutually beneficial obviously people who are interested in the charity are gonna then probably buy the, that nail polish I know mm. I certainly will but also the uh, nails Inc are they're using the campaign to protect nature so they've partnered to, to help them incentivize social sharing by saving rainforest, the rainforest every time a customer posts with the hashtag posts for plant power I think it is or plant power posts or uh, hang on let me post for plant power yeah there we go so use that hashtag and they'll I think they'll donate every time I guess interesting I saw The Rock this week and I don't know the name of the account but if you google Rock, The Rock and tree planting I'm sure it'll come up there's a UK charity who I don't understand their business model. I imagine the idea is that basically their pledge is everyone who likes us on Instagram will plant a tree. Um, I imagine the funding model is they'll do that now with the view that once they've got to 10,000, 100,000, a million followers, they'll then be able to, to sell the power of that community. I don't yeah. quite know. But anyway, the, the Rock got behind that campaign and they went from a couple of thousand people interacting with the campaign to I think I last time I looked around 40, 50,000 and that was yeah. because someone DM'd The Rock Dwayne The Rock Johnson saying look we're doing this um, can you help us and he was like yeah if you get to this many followers by the end of the month I'll give you this much cash and then took it and run with it so it just shows not just brand partnerships but people partnerships as well yeah. are very powerful very powerful talking about people partnerships I, I need to mention this because I think I misnamed it last week um, the Lockdown Legends series by Just Giving it feels now like lockdown's behind us and it's definitely not I know they've just announced what two week extension in Wales today but their um, Lockdown Legends series which is now a really impressive looking sort of part of their website I can nail it last week um, is just great reading if anyone wants just some really positive 
really cool news. Um, head on over to Just Giving's Lockdown Legends. The top row here, I'm looking at it now, they've got as varied events as Ethan, who's a 10-year-old, um, who has done walking laps, finishing at Manchester City Football Stadium. There's Haroon Motta, who is part of Penny Appeal. I've actually had a few chats with him in the past, but he raised a ridiculous amount of money by raising by running 260k during Ramadan and then there's James Campbell here who's, who ran a couple of marathons in his six metre long back garden so if you're looking for just off the wall wacky things people did during lockdown whilst raising money that is a very cool resource that's a cool that is a cool resource mm. and then the last one I had and I've dwelt on we've dwelt on this section too long and I apologise but um, I was speaking to our Barry his name I can't, second name I can't remember, which is tragic, from um, Special Effect. And he was talking to me about their One Special Day campaign, which is onespecialday.org.uk, which is a celebration of online gaming and how gaming for good can transform lives. And what I was taking away from him is that actually he's had more engagement with corporate partners in the gaming sphere this year than they have in the past. So despite the sort of woes of the economy at the moment and the doom and gloom being shared around about businesses suffering and closing down. And I know that is a reality and that is happening, but it's cool to see that actually some businesses are using this as a way to, to engage with charity and good causes. And there is still opportunity there to, to grow brands and partnerships in really cool ways. Mm. Well, cause marketing, there we go. <laughs> mm. Exactly. How is, um, to, to, to just move on, how is your ukulele playing getting on? Oh, not so well, because oh, no. last week I cut my strumming finger. Been there. So, uh, so I'm unable to strum without pain. It was quite a nasty cut as well, like it was borderline, had to go to hospital. Uh, luckily, I've got a friend who's a GP who spoke me through on WhatsApp video the surgery needed to reattach the top of my finger via super glue. <laughs> So, which apparently was its original intended purpose. Did you know that? Uh, super glue? Well, what's that video? Because that shocked me <laughs> if it's what's that video. Super glue. Ah, oh, yeah. Super glue's original purpose. So I was expecting it to really sting, and he said, no, it won't sting at all. And he was wrong because I just cut the end of my finger <laughs> off, so of course it stung. But um, but no, it didn't hurt. But anyway, that's that's put a bit of a dampener on my on my strumming because that's my that's my strumming finger. I can imagine. Uh, you have just brought up a valid point, Dave. WhatsApp launched WhatsApp payments in Brazil this week. Did you see that? No. Yeah, that should be. So I remember two years ago when I started first using WhatsApp for business, and I'm not talking about just from a sales point of view. But um, oh, is that boating? It is. I think the Amazon man has just arrived, and he gets very excited when the Amazon arrives because sometimes it's his food. Today it's not. Today it's my uh, food. <laughs> poor guy. Poor guy. What a Friday treat that would have been. But Amazon Payments, I think, uh, not Amazon Payments, WhatsApp Payments, I think will be pretty interesting to see how that develops. I know Facebook dabbled with it last year and that hasn't seemed to take off so well. But everyone in the UK and I think around Europe, it's not so common in America, uses WhatsApp, I think. So being yeah. able to have a P2P payment system, which everyone has without having to have bank details, Monzo got closed, Revolut got closed, but you still need to have Monzo or Revolut. Everyone mm. has WhatsApp, so I think that'll be interesting, both from a consumer point of view and potentially from a charity point of view. If I could donate to my favourite charity straight from WhatsApp, it would be interesting because I still don't know how you get you there because they don't advertise on WhatsApp yet. But if, no, if I could I share with my friends... What, WhatsApp? 
I, I knew WhatsApp existed. I didn't know this <laughs> WhatsApp payment thing existed. It's new. I think it's half the press as of a couple of days ago. But I can see it working. If I if I had a link, send it to my friends, and rather than taking me to a online fundraising page and just being able to donate straight in WhatsApp, I I feel like you'd get some good donations. Also, yeah. if you stick that into a group, it's very you could call your mates out on it. Like thanks for at Chris, Will, and Alex for donating a fiver. At Hugo and Luca, you've been very quiet. <laughs> yeah, you could. Probably not the most effective way of getting donations through. It, it could work. Yeah, it would be interesting. I think there's... I hate that I talk all the time about my short time in the US, but there's an app in the US called Venmo, which is how everyone pays for everything. Um, one person will pay for a bill and then everyone will pay the person instantly using this app in, called Venmo. We just don't have that yet. We don't have that infrastructure. So WhatsApp could position themselves. It's kind of like WeChat in, in a large parts of Asia um, yeah. as the sort of go-to payment provider think they're onto something there. I find it really interesting because I was recently in the States and um, one day I forgot to take my purse out with me and nowhere that we went to took Apple Pay. It's carnage, isn't it? They all took Google Pay. Every single place took Google Pay, but none of them took Apple Pay. And we were like, why? It's the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it was was crazy how how different it was out there. Yeah, really fascinating. it's bizarre because Silicon Valley startup culture, America's ahead of Europe in, in a number of ways, but finance particularly, they seem to be lagging behind. Mm. Uh, even even simple things, both in terms of paying my rent and paying business business to business in the US were still done on paper checks and not even done sort of through online paper checks. You had to actually physically post and deliver checks, which just blew my mind. Because not only is it t- time, but it's just inefficient. The acts of having to actually write out a check, go to your bank, cash it, send it, deliver it, wait for them to receive it, get it lost in the post, then bank it and confirm that the payment's been made, just holds everything up for two and three weeks. And we're in 2020, that shouldn't be happening. Yeah, agree. I'd, <laughs> I'd be intrigued. I don't know. Maybe maybe someone who's listening would be able to be able to comment on this. But in challenge events in the US about 30% of donations still came through in paper checks. So if I was climbing Kilimanjaro for a cause, I'd be getting 30% of my donations through paper checks direct to the charity, which would then have to be logged offline. I'd be intrigued to see, and I'd love if someone could tell me from their charity experience what this number is. I'd be intrigued to see how much of a paper trail there is with Challenge Events in the UK. I know when we did Challenge Events in the Student Union, we, if anybody got a check from their normally grandparents, um, we would tell them to cash the check and then just transfer the money, like so that they could do it rather than sending it in. Because oftentimes, as well, you obviously, well, not oftentimes, all the time with the check, you have to have the, the right name written on it. Mm. And if you're sending a check into a charity, but it's for a person's challenge event, they'll need to have their reference number on it, then the charity name, and it all just gets a bit complicated. So we always just said, if they're going to give you money for Christmas, you bank it and then you donate it. Um, and we would just trust them to do it. Because, you know, they're getting to go on the challenge because they're fundraising. So it wasn't like they were just going to pocket it for the sake of it. You'd hope. Um, well, I don't know. I, I had a lot of trust in my luck. Mm. They, were a good, they were a good bunch. And I think, I think most of the students who fundraise are a brilliant bunch. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you're right. And so. what I said earlier about that Student Opportunities Festival, I didn't mean to come across patronising at all. There's no way I could do what those guys do as volunteers. No. Um, so all in all, they're amazing. But it's still that still doesn't seem to be the most efficient way to no. 
to be processing checks. I just, yeah, who knows? Talking about payments, um, fellow. Have you had a fellow? No, you're talking about all these things I just have no idea about. Uh, well, fellow.org, they are a member of Social Enterprise UK. I believe they're relatively new. I heard about them maybe through a, maybe through an online ad, actually. But they are a really interesting payment solution, which uh, potentially could could take off. So obviously all online fundraising platforms, most either charge some sort of subscription fee or a percent fee on each donation, which is fine because they provide brilliant tech platforms to facilitate more donations and more fundraisers and ultimately save time and raise more money for charity. I have nothing against that. But it is a battle to the bottom in terms of what the lowest fee you can charge. And every platform that I know has to deal with that sort of 2.9 to 3, 4% fee from Stripe, PayPal, all those sort of vendors. So Fellow have come in and basically said, why does everyone just accept that that payment fee of 2.9% plus it is part of making an online transaction? So they are reinventing it a little bit. And I, I, I think I like it, but I can also see it being a bit of a barrier to actually people buying stuff. So their concept is rather than actually making an online payment, when you check out from a store or check out for making a donation, you basically authorize your banking app there and then to send the payment to wherever it needs to go. And in doing this, they completely eliminate that fee. So they charge, I think, standardly for charities, they charge 25 pence per transaction, but that transaction can be as big as you want. So actually, if your, trans, trans, if your transaction is for 100 quid and it's 25 pence rather than £2.90, that's actually quite significant. Yeah. Um, but as I say, it's interesting because I think you need to have your banking app on your phone, A, and B, there's quite a change in mentality from just clicking checkout now and checking out with Apple Pay, Google Pay, your bank card, to authorizing your bank app to, to like integrate with Fellow or however it works and then send cash over to where it needs to go. So I appreciate it saves the fee, but whether it's too big of a gap to get consumers to start making that is interesting. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they, how they pan out. Yeah. I'm just trying to think what I would think of that. I don't know that I, it took me a really long time to authorize PayPal to take money out. Mm. When I, but even then I have to still say to PayPal, yes, I want to buy this. Yeah. But it, I didn't like, yeah. Hmm. But what I'm thinking is if, if I'm a donor and I love a charity and I'm about to give them a hundred quid and then when I go to check out, it says, look, give us a hundred quid and pay 290 for the privilege or give us a hundred quid and pay 25 pence for the privilege. And it might take you 10 seconds longer. And then actually I click donate, I use my fingerprint to log into my bank and then I authorise that transaction. I think I would do that. Yeah, I think you're right when you put it like that. Yeah. But, but then at the same time, in the back, the other side of me is going, but hang on, buy me. I'm sure it is secure and I, I'm, I'm not going to drag the name through the, through the mud because I'm sure they, they've thought of this. But me giving my fingerprint to log into my bank through a third party would make me go, well, am I giving you access to my bank here? Like that scares me a bit more than than using a credit card or there'll be there'll be some kind of um there'll be some kind of a blockage for that i'm sure uh, of course there will but i don't know translating that to your end user just immediately and saying this is safe is is, is the step i think they're gonna have to overcome Ooh, all right well anyway was... make, make your own opinions fellow.org you should check it out how do you spell that uh good question uh, F-E-L-L-O-H. Okay. Because there's very like cool branding. four different ways of doing that. So that's why I thought we'd check. So go and check out Fellow. Excellent. 
All right. Well, uh, are you ready to virtualize this? Uh, I am indeed. Should we have a quick break first? Yeah, let's have a break. Here is a word from our sponsors slash not really sponsors. <laughs> this episode of Give Penny's Jolly Good Show is brought to you by thenationsplaylist.com. The Nation's Playlist is for everyone powered by GivePenny and in aid of Cancer Research UK. In the midst of the coronavirus pandemic, to say things have been tough lately is a massive understatement. One of the ways many of us have found some joy and relief is in listening to the music on platforms we can stream on, like Spotify. Our hope is that the choices you make in adding songs to the nation's playlist help us build something full of meaning that we can all lean on when we need it. We're calling on everyone to come together, add a track that spreads good vibes and support this incredible cause at a time when they need our help more than ever. So head to thenationsplaylist.com and add your song today. Okay, and we're back. Okay, is everybody ready to virtualize this? I was born ready. And I said everybody because, Simon, tell us who you've brought along today. I will, indeed. So well, we've got Michael Hodges, who's very kindly joined us from St. Os- Oswald's, Oswald's Hospice. Sorry about that. That's not even a tricky word to say. I don't know why I'm stepping <laughs> up on that. really not. Um, and I'm really excited to have him join because we were planning to virtualise this around the Great North Run this week because obviously, sadly, it's been cancelled for this year. And Michael was one step ahead of us and was virtualising this about the Great North Run about two weeks before it was even cancelled. So, Michael, I'd love you to introduce yourself and tell us a bit about how you're combating that cancellation. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, first of all. It's great to be here. It's a, it's a nice way to spend a Friday afternoon. Um, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so Challenge 13, it's all very exciting. Um, it's, it's come about very quickly. It's something we've kind of put together at fairly short notice. We had our suspicions that the, um, that the, the Great North Run wouldn't be going ahead. Um, it's coronavirus. Yeah, sorry to drop that, that C word already in your, your big fun <laughs> podcast. Um, yeah, could have said worse words beginning with C. Um, but um, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's really come in and it's, it's, it's taken a sledgehammer to our fundraising calendar. And um, it's, it's, what, it's the biggest, it's the showpiece of, of the Northeast fundraising event. It's the big one. It's, it's what everyone looks forward to at the start of the year. And it's, it's what... It's, it's our biggest fundraising event, really. Um, and for that to be cancelled, it, it, it's a huge sort of shortfall in, in money for us. So, um, so yeah, so in response to that, um, we've come up with Challenge 13. Okay. So what, what is Challenge 13? So, so it's, it's the Great North Run. It would have been 13 weeks away, or just about at the time when we launched this. Um, it would have been on the 13th of September. And it's, it's, just, a, it's just over 13 miles long. Um, so... So this was our chat. We thought, right, what can we do to, we can't, you know, it's not going to be, you know, we can't go out and that's not going to happen. So how can we, can we put some sort of alternative or not a direct alternative because it's pretty much a replaceable the Great North Run. Um, and what way can we kind of include as many people as possible, not just those who want to run, but anyone with them, um, yeah, who just wants to get involved with the fun of it all in the fundraising. So, so yeah, we, um, luckily we stumbled upon you guys um, and we came up with this online campaign where people can, um, can uh, can run 13th run as many miles as they can in those 13 weeks uh, between now and when the great north run would have been so i loved i i, t- I took this call initially when it came in to give penny 
And I loved that you guys started with, look, we had this event, it was going to be what it was, it was going to raise some money, it was going to be really cool. But what we're not looking to do is just a like-for-like replica. And I loved, as soon as I heard Challenge 13. So one of my questions is, have we had anyone do anything pretty wacky and off the wall yet? Um, not necessarily wacky off the wall yet, um, but the wackiest is probably that you wouldn't have, you would certainly wouldn't get this for the Great North Run itself. But um, <laughs> as of this morning, we had a, a a dog sign up for the Challenge 13. So <laughs> as well as <laughs> as well as the fundraise, as well as the sort of the run element, we're um, encouraging people to fundraise their own way. So that can be whatever they want. It could be a, a step challenge, or it could be bake 13 cakes or whatever. So so anyway, yeah. So Chow Chow Bailey, I think he's called, signed up the uh, <laughs> signed up this morning. So. Um, I guess it's so easy your platform to use that even a, even a dog can play. <laughs> <laughs> you hit you it. And, you can first. use that as an endorsement <laughs> if you want. Um, so yeah, so um, so in his own words, he's built he's built for um, he's built for cuddles, not speed or distance. <laughs> That's what it says on his profile. Um, so um, yeah, it's it's so there's all sorts of it. It just opens the doors to all sorts of fun things like that. And um, yeah, I'm sure our supporters have come up with some 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 really different and wacky ideas as well as you know the people who are dead set and looking on a, on a running challenge to take part in so yeah that's the fun side of it as well is there is there a dog based drama I'm sure there is I mean, there must be for like dog walkers there must yeah, be yeah there, is. Is, there, there? Is. There's, there's a it's called oh my god what's it called um, I've heard of whack a, it's a pit pat it's a, a fit pat. pit yeah it's a fit bit for dogs it's called pit oh. pat Bodie's got one I guess oh, wow. I guess there'd be nothing to. Oh well, actually, there would. You wouldn't want to lose your phone, but I guess you could just strap your phone to your dog if you were really keen <laughs> yeah, on tracking I don't, miles. I don't think the pit. But maybe the newer ones do. But the one I've got doesn't doesn't track where they've walked. It just says how far they've done, um, and like when they're in periods of rest and what they've been walking and running and stuff. Now, uh, Bodie doesn't wear a collar in the house, so he, so it doesn't measure his house activity. But I was always wondering because when I I don't walk very fast because. I've only just started to walk again. <laughs> but um, I wondered, when I do like a mile walk, and I'm really pleased that I've done a whole mile, Bodhi's probably done about 10, which is why I got the pit <laughs> pat, to see just how much he had done, because he runs back and forward all the time. Um, but I think probably their newer their newer versions will probably do a, a tracking. But, yeah. Interesting. I know, uh, there's, there's like wearable dog tech for how much you can uh, dog tech. I'm not sure if that's what the sector's called. Um, but there's there's tech to say how much they drink now as well. I think like smart smart bowls could be making that up. <laughs> Sounds like a terrible idea, but I'm sure it exists. Oh, who knows? One people the... people pay way too much for their dogs. I am one of those people. <laughs> one of the cool things behind Challenge Thirteen and Emmett is givepenny.com forward slash Challenge Thirteen if people want to check that out. Or have I got that wrong? So, oh, sorry, you're asking me the question. <laughs> it sounded like I was telling you, but well, I, I should have raised my voice at the end. Um, givepenny.com forward slash event forward slash challenge hyphen 13. There we go. Um, go on. One of the cool things I liked about it is the idea of repurposing the number 13, which is traditionally seen as unlucky. Have yeah. you had any engagement around that? Has anyone questioned Do you on that? Ask, ask what's going on there. Um, yeah, that's what, that's why we chose 13 as well, because it's an opportunity to sort of turn that unlucky 13 on its head, hopefully, and, put, and, yeah, and use it to kind of put smiles on, on the faces of our supporters and turn something, yeah, that's traditionally, yeah, unlucky and make, make a positive thing of it. Um, 
it's early days yet. We've had a few little, a little. I think there's a movie marathon. Someone's lining up 13 films to watch, something like that. But, um, but yeah, I, oh God, I hope it's not the Notebook or anything. Like that. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, there's 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 loads of there's loads of opportunity there. I'm sure our supporters will come up with some some great ideas. More than that's, I think that's the beauty of these tools is that in the past we've kind of we've chosen events for, that, that that we want people to sponsor and um, to, we've put together what we think people want to do. We whether that's, I don't know, zip wire off the Tyne Bridge. And so we, we create these events and then that we promote it, hoping people will come to us. But the beauty of, of this and what excites me about it is we just, we're just giving people the tools, almost like a blank canvas, and we're giving them some paintbrushes and, and saying, here, do what you like. And, and I think that's great. We're not putting fundraising targets on things necessarily. I mean, there's an overall fundraising target, but, but it just gives people that freedom and, and allows these creative ideas to come in. It's great. And you've got uh, 26 people signed up since. When did you launch? On You launched on Monday, uh, right? It was Monday, yeah. Just yeah. after the news came out about the Great North Run, we launched straight after that. So it's it's, it's early days and I'm sure that'll snowball as people start sharing their channels. Yeah, I think so. Social media and things. So it's great. Was, Good start. I was chatting to, um, I think it's called Ben, which is the automotive industry's charity uh, earlier this week. And I was saying we live in such a, and this sounds so counterintuitive to what's going on in the world, but we live in such a golden era to be able to test and iterate virtual events. Because at the moment, the threshold to be a virtual event is so low and there is no competition. It's not do this online or, or take part in this event offline. Um, that It's actually brilliant because, as you say, you can test tools, you can ask audiences what they want, you can engage communities in new ways. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But that, that 10% of the event which does work, you can then use that as sort of a building block to get something really awesome set up for sort of 2021 when the alternative is not going to be do this or do nothing. It's going to be do this or... or well, I say continue life as it was. Who knows? But um, it'll be do this or, or perhaps taken a, a real life event. And the thing that I really like about Challenge 13 is, and we've, we've touched on it briefly, is that it's not just the, the, the running part of it. You can do it your way as well. And you've given people like a, a PDF of ideas. And just because, you know, he has to make an appearance on our podcast, Lee's granddad could do bingo for 13 <laughs> hours, you know, if there he wanted go. to. That's another one signed up. That's another so one we'll have to, and Lee will have to teach him how to, to use the platform. But, um, yeah, he'll uh, he'll enjoy that. He likes bingo, doesn't he? <laughs> Shout have out you, to Lee's granddad. <laughs> have you, I hope he listens because he gets so much airtime. He really does. <laughs> I think it's him. There is you know, it's your dog and, yep. and my girlfriend. Who gets the most airtime at this show? Are they all the <laughs> podcast celebrities? Are they? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, what have you got planned? You might not have anything planned, and I, I should have given you some more prep time on this. But for the day itself, a lot of the questions I get are like, "Look, we want to replace this event. We want to do this in the lead up. Then on the day, we want to do some sort of replacement." Have you got anything, or, or does the campaign sort of end with the event? It's it's all happened very fast putting this together, so it's still kind of uh, it's still sort of we're plotting the path of how mm. it's going to play out over the next weeks up to the event itself. Um, I think again that's the beauty of it. It, it leaves it open, and yeah. and and we can we can sort of I'm sure there will be people who want to do those 13.1 miles on the big day itself, and I, I, I'm sure this leaves that people open to that. They want to do it that way. Equally, it's it's for people who are less into running or would prefer to walk or anything else out on the bike or whatever. Um, it, it means that they don't have to fix on that specific date and it allows us to keep fundraising in the run-up to all this and they can just do a few miles a week or just just keep ticking over or just do it at their own pace i think that's where it's really really great as well as well yeah you should definitely have i'm sure i'm sure this will sort of materialize itself from what people are doing as you say but some sort of either a 13 minute award night or an award night over 13 different platforms 
or 13 different places streaming into some sort of I like yeah. Yeah. 13 different prizes that kind of stuff yeah um i think a lot of people will like you said probably like might do it on the day because it is you know a half a half marathon is a thing that is done um so they might wait until the actual day to do it but the good thing about the way that you've set the challenge is that all of their friends will be able to see all of their training running up to it as well so they can say yeah i'm doing it on the i'm doing it on the 13th but uh, i'm training now so watch my training runs and donate to my spotify playlist and all of that kind of stuff so you've got all of that there as well you know it'd be kind of cool maybe uh a photo collage where you're asked to submit your 13 best videos or 13 best photos into one pic and then upload that on some sort of Instagram wall or even a donations based wall. Yeah, this is a good show. I like sound. I like these ideas, bouncing these ideas off. Here. So, <laughs> we we do this. We do this on the podcast every week. So all you gotta do is tune in. <laughs> I'm out of beer this week. Normally I have a beer, but I've just got one of those non-alcoholic ones, which I, I just. If you're gonna drink a beer, I've got, I've got nothing against people who don't drink, and I've got nothing against non-alcoholic drinks. But I, I don't understand why I drink a beer which is non-alcoholic. I prefer a non-alcoholic drink. I'm with you. I don't understand the non-alcoholic it's, it's just not version quite the same, of things. Is it? It's but, uh, not quite right. I'm a bit like that with meat as well. I don't understand fake meat. Like I would rather just have vegetable. We were having this conversation because my <laughs> my girlfriend uh, does exist <laughs> and is mentioned a lot on this show <laughs> is effectively a vegetarian. She's not a full vegetarian. She occasionally dabbles in mm. fish and chicken. But um, so we have a lot of fake meat. But why does fake meat exist? Why just like? This might sound like a ridiculous concept, but why does not like fake fruit and vegetables exist? <laughs> why can't you have a genetically built banana? Oh, you probably can. We just don't know about it. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, true. Science is everywhere, man. <laughs> Michael, Emma was on um, Come Dine With Me. Fun fact. Oh, wow. Yeah, fun fact. That's the claim to fame. How did it go? What was your score? How, we don't, we oh, don't really talk question. about it. <laughs> I actually don't know what my score was. I came joint second, but in Couples Come Dine With Me, that's also last. Uh, but it wasn't my fault. It was my husband's fault, and uh, and we're still sort of uh, we're still t- we still talk about it to this day. What, what happened... was your stand? What was your standout dish? Uh, probably <laughs> our mains, which was a, 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 a Mediterranean chicken. Very nice. You can find it. It's still still streaming on the Channel Four. What's it? All Four? Is that what it's called on Channel Four? There's loads of Channel Four. Or Four Four OD, or, or I can't remember what it's called, but the, whichever one is the catch up for Channel Four. Still on there. Can, I'll make sure I, uh, yeah. Season, season two, episode 40, and you'll you'll see my husband ruin our chances of winning a thousand. So, still, not, still not over it. Are we are we happy? So I guess it's a bit of an alternate virtualize this this week, but in response to the Great North Run, Challenge 13 was created. Just to finish off the show, a bit of an alternate segment. Can we think, so Challenge 13 is great, great alternative to Northern uh, Great North Run. Can we think of another way that people who were doing the Great North Run could get involved, which is even different to this? We always like to touch on gaming and music. Is there a way to integrate that into this? Absolutely. There are athletic games that you can stream. So do, I'm sure there are games, like I know around the Olympics that they really hype up the sports games. So I imagine, because we were supposed to have an Olympics this year, that advertisement, those advertising campaigns are already planned and I imagine that it will be still there will still be some game releases and normally there's an athletics version 
So you can do a long, a long distance run. Like a tw- can you imagine doing a, a 13 hour stream of just running? Oh. It would be D- probably the are... most boring game to play. You mash X and O. I had Athens 2004. And just remember that you had to... Did anyone else have Athens 2004? Yeah, I did. That's exactly what I was thinking of when I was, <laughs> when I was thinking about it. Can you imagine doing that for 13 hours? I used to get a spoon and wrap it in a tea towel and then rub that on the X and O. <laughs> Which sounds sounds a bit odd, but it was there was no there was nothing exactly in it. You've got to do what you got to do to win. <laughs> you have got to do what you have got to do. But um, yeah, I wonder if they will be bringing out a Tokyo. I, I don't think they will. You know, surely they'll just hold it till twenty one. It'd be it'd be pretty odd to have Tokyo twenty twenty. But maybe maybe the Olympics. Maybe who knows? Does anyone know what they're doing with the are the other? Is all Olympics from now on being pushed forward? Or like by a year or will they, we'll just have three years sure, I hope we just have three years because I quite like how it goes Olympics y- year off World Cup year off Olympics <laughs> that suits that suits me well so I'd like it to stay like that I'll get in contact with the organisers guys don't worry I'll, uh, this I'll is let gonna, them know this is going to be a really interesting year for trivia because a lot of times <laughs> when you get asked like oh when was the Olympics first held you're like well this was the 30th Olympiad so let's just do 30 times 4 and that's the answer but I, I know there has been a couple of Olympics postponed before, I think, because of wars. But um, I wonder if it would be the same. Because wasn't this, I could be wrong, wasn't this a big edition of the Great North Run? Or was it not? My, it London is, was a big edition. It is, yeah. It's, is, it the, God, is it the 40th or the 50th anniversary, I think it was going to be? So, um, so yeah. Yeah, I, I think 40 uh, so rings kind of, Yeah, that puts a spanner in the works of any trivia as well. Was it the 40th, I think? Yeah. I think it's the 40th. That rings a bell. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's, so it's, I'm guessing next year will now be the 40th, but it'll be like, what? But you started 41 years ago. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like 10 years from now, when we've all got the new Trivial Pursuit, we'll all have forgotten what 2020 looked like because, you know, rose-tinted goggles. It might be for the best, though, might Yeah, but know, then all the know. questions will come out and you can imagine yeah. you can imagine the kids at Christmas. We play Triv at, at Christmas and we have to play a kids' version for the kids as well. So we mix up the questions. And you can imagine they're going to be like, what? Why is this? And we were like, because COVID. <laughs> you just got to trust us. It, it didn't happen. <laughs> bizarre, bizarre times. Talking about times, I think that probably wraps up the show for this week, unless anyone wants to add anything in. No, I think that's about right. I'm good, thank you. That's great. Well, Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure having you. I wish you... Um, we'll, we'll update our listeners in a few weeks and, and keep you sort of involved until the race itself on how that's going. Um, it's been a pleasure having you and we wish you every bit of luck with the campaign. Thanks very much. It's been great to, 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 yeah, to be part of this, to yeah, have a chance to talk about Challenge 13 and to, um, to, re- to use the Give Penny platform. It's been brilliant. So looking forward to how the next few weeks progress, yeah? Excellent. Happy days. And Emma... Um, it's been lovely having you on as ever in terms of just some I have to do it every week in terms of just a bit of plugging please if you're liking this if you're liking what you hear give us a follow we're on all the platforms where you can get your podcasts I'm not going to try and list them because that's where I always cock up and a final plug if you have got any questions if you've got any feedback say hello you can drop us an email you can even go on to the anchor.fm forward slash givepenny web page and leave a voice recording and we will play it in next week's show but otherwise have a lovely weekend enjoy the sunshine which is coming and thank you very much for listening have a great weekend bye